Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Bonjour Bitch. And this week, we are going to be discussing traveling the world with the wonderful Archana Danka. Welcome, Archana. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for coming. And so you are a fashion, travel and lifestyle blogger. Is that correct? Yes. Perfect. So tell me a bit about where your family originates from and where you grew up. Sure. So just to give you a bit of more background, other than fashion travel and, uh, you know, lifestyle blogging, I'm also into marketing. So I started my career as a digital marketer about 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, so I've worked in corporate career as well. And from my background, I've, I come from India. Uh, but over the years, I've traveled a lot because of my profession beforehand and then also with blogging. So in India, obviously, as a kid, I used to travel a lot with my parents. We used to go on lots of summer holidays. But then I've traveled Southeast Asia with my job previously. I've lived in states in Miami, Boston, Singapore, now moved to UK in 2010 and since then based here. So I've seen a fair few uh, part of the world, I feel. Uh, and yeah, it, I think has helped me grow a lot. Whereabouts are you from in India? I am in India based from Delhi, so the capital city. Yeah, amazing. And at what age did you discover your passion for traveling? Oh, as I said, my parents uh, used to take me on lots of holidays. Summer holidays were like something I always used to look forward to. And I guess even as a kid, you know, I used to plan those with my dad. And he used to bring lots of, in back then we didn't have internet, so he used to bring lots of brochures and we used to say, okay, that's the island we want to go this year. And that's what we want to explore, itinerary creation. I think it helped me a lot learn about planning overall as well. Yeah. Between like my, me and my husband, I think I'm more of a planner planner versus him so most of the holidays that we go out to are planned by me <laughs> helps because I can take all the things on my bucket list nice and um where did you tend to travel to your first trips do you remember your first trip uh, I think uh, when I was really young my dad was in uh, government banking sector so he used to get lots of uh, travel like he has to move around a lot yeah. during his career so I think as a kid when I was four years old that was his first relocation so we relocated a lot and we moved to Bombay okay. I lived in Bombay as a kid and that was I would count that as my first travel that I would remember because it was a new experience different house that we moved to for me it was I was just learning about a new culture a new city so yeah I, I counted that as a travel as well I wasn't studying back then so you can imagine amazing and what made you want to move to London? Yeah, I think uh, London is a, uh, is a global, and uh, that's how I look at it, you know, global. You know, you are global, but you're still local. Mm. And uh, my husband decided when we were married that he's always had a passion for car design. And he said he wanted to do car design and UK as one, as one of the biggest design hubs in the world. He decided to do that here. And that's when we moved for his studies. Okay. Loved the culture, the atmosphere, and the vibe so much that we start, decided to stay here and make it part of our life. Uh, he works with JAG now. So he's a car designer. Amazing. And I'm pursuing my passion and my career. Yeah. And where is your husband from? 
he is from Delhi as well. It okay. was a love, love marriage. I know why I'm saying that in our culture, there's a lot of arranged marriage that happens as well. So it was a love marriage for us. Uh, we were married for about four years before we moved here. Nice. And where has your most memorable trip been to and why? Oh my God, that's, I think I'm, I'm a beach person. I would always count my experiences more around beaches as more memorable because that's what I think I like. As a kid, we've been to Andamans and Nicobars, which is an island back in India. But the recent one that I would say is the most memorable. After doing that trip, I feel like for a few months, I felt like I didn't want to travel because nothing compared to it was Bali and Gilimeno. So Gilimeno is like a really small island. Not, not many people might have heard of. And it's, it's probably like five miles in radius. Okay, so tiny. Tiny, yeah. They have no, no cars, no bikes. It's only horse carts pristine white beaches it's in Indonesia about two hours from Bali and that was the most memorable trip I've ever had oh nice I need to explore it I went to Bali but I never went there so next time I go which are the three countries that you still dream of visiting I think um have to be beaches again I guess we'll start with Caribbean want to visit Caribbean and Seychelles on my list as well and then I do want to travel to uh maybe you know a one-off like Greenland or more like snow place as well. I have never been to like a fully like Finland or Iceland and maybe play with reindeers. Oh, you should go. I was literally in Norway um, two weeks ago, right at the north of Norway in a place called Tromsø. And it was minus 25 and the sun sort of rose at 9am, started to set at 3pm. And they were like, yeah, we've had daylight now since the beginning of February. I was like, oh, God. Um, and yeah, we were out feeding reindeers at midnight in yeah. like minus 26 degrees. But it's beautiful. My son loves Christmas. I love Christmas. And I feel like even though it would be bracing a cold weather, I do want to visit. Like, It's amazing. It's yeah. really nice. If, if you're dressed the right way, yeah. it's amazing. If you're not, it's horrible. So that's definitely <laughs> something I've added on my list in the last one year. And how do you juggle your travels with being a partner and a mother? Yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's a learning experience is how I would put it. Before I had my son, it was more about I could travel whenever. Mm. Then everybody used to say, wait till the school holiday gets into the way. And I was like, yep, I, I realized that, but never knew how, how you have to plan stuff yeah. around. So. So yes, I think it's all about planning, making sure, you know, you do have times that you need to break down and, you know, break out of your work schedule. So we, we make sure that we have that. With my son, it's also about making sure that his holidays are in like in the mix as well. So it's more about make, matching the calendars for everybody. Yeah. It doesn't make sure that he's part of our experiences. I sometimes feel like we should go on like an individual trip without him, but we haven't done that yet. So most of the our trips since he was born, he's been part of as well. So he's had a really great learning experience from the trips. I've seen him grow individually by, after each experience. How old is he? He is six now. Okay. He's well-traveled, I would say. So he can remember things now and it's not anymore. So he can be a full part of the trip as well. Yeah, I think uh, since about year two, he's remembered pretty much most of his trips, which is, let's see how it goes, like what he remembers when he's older. But uh, yeah, and I feel like these trips... They all, they grow, make us grow everyone. Like, you know, when I go to a different country, I experience a different culture and I learn how things are done in that culture that always adds value to my own life. Yeah. I bring something back, whether it's 
by going to Indonesia about, you know, the healthy food life choices I could make. I was like, yes, let's start eating more fresh food because it's so much healthier. Yeah. And if you could move into any hotel in the world that you've experienced, which one would it be? Oh, God, that's a tough one. <laughs> I I would say a hotel which is which is more personable. So like, you know, rooms individually decorated and, you know, catered to more of needs that people want. I think uh, I would probably choose something from Bali again because it's just so fresh on my head right now. But yeah, all the hotels that I stayed in Bali were lovely, especially the one in Gilimano because it was bang. It, it wasn't a fancy five star and it wasn't something where you had everything, but it was perfect for when we were there. I can't remember the name now, but uh, yeah, it's in Gilimano. I think a lot of small hotels, boutique hotels is what I like more. Mm. The other one that I like is, uh, you know, sm- uh, I go to a website called uh, Small Boutique Hotels yeah. and just look at those website, uh, hotels which are more personable rather than big chains uh, with, you know, resorts where you can get lost. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a Delhi native and current Londoner, do you find mostly similarities or differences between the two cities? There are, I mean, as a metro city, it's always similarities. There, All metro cities I've lived in, whether New York or Boston or London or Delhi, they're all very fast-paced, which is what the fun part is of living in these cities. The differences is also about, like, culture. So, you know, different countries uh, have their own culture, uh, cultural aspects, which we have to respect and, you know, live... Uh, respect as well so so that's the difference but yes i love london i love delhi especially because they're fast-paced there's so much to do so much to learn and so much to experience and does your family still live in delhi yes my mom and my in-laws both are still in delhi and Hopefully, I'm planning a trip in April to Delhi. That's what I was going to ask. How often do you go back and visit them? I try to go every year if possible. But okay. I also have my family come over every year. So it's nice. it's nice to be in touch with them. I want my my son to grow as part of like both the cultures. So he learns yeah. both the cultures. Yes. So yeah. So when you go back to Delhi and you obviously visit your family and your in-laws, do you ever use that as a sort of stop-off point to then visit other places in Asia as well or in India? Yes, always. I think first time when we went back, we went back to Jaipur. Uh, and that was nice. Love Jaipur. If the weather is right. It's we went in May. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lovely place. This time my son has said he wants to visit Taj Mahal. We were thinking we might take him to Agra. Amazing. To see that, uh, because he's learning history. He's read about five wonders of the world. So we are looking at maybe doing Pisa this year. But also he's got Eiffel Tower. I was like, yeah, we can do everything in one year. Then it would be a great year. That's so cool. <laughs> and how do you find obviously you're able to take your son back to India to teach him about his heritage and his culture do you find it difficult teaching him about his Indian heritage being in London I think it's but it is it's not difficult it's just making sure it's a conscious effort so you know you have to so I made sure that my son learned the language we speak so at least that he can start communicating with his cousins we all we all speak English back home as well which is great but sometimes they would start speaking in Hindi which is the Mm. Indian language native Indian language and 
um, he wouldn't catch up. So I was like, yeah, made a conscious effort so that he can at least verbally converse in the language, be part of the conversations. It's not difficult, but it's it's something that is on top of our, our mind that he knows what the big, in, big fat Indian wedding is. So that's one of the other things. I want him to experience our culture to the fullest and attend few of the weddings to see what that actually means. Yeah. And are, do you speak any other languages? Because if you travel so much, have you ever picked up any languages across your travels? My husband speaks a bit of German uh, because he's in automotive industry. It, yeah. It helps. Um, I'm learning French with my son right now. Amazing. <laughs> so that's about it. Nice. And to you, what is the best part of traveling the world? I think the best part about traveling the world is it opens up your eyes. It just winds up your horizons and gives you so much opportunity, you know, opportunity in thinking things differently, you know, how you can change your lifestyle, your working culture, even your career scope. So, you know, traveling also gives you career opportunities and uh, there's so much out there for people to learn. And I feel like travel it should be and has become a really big part of that learning experience for me. And when you travel, what is your favorite part of the actual trip and what is your least favorite part? The least favorite part of the trip is easy. I don't like packing <laughs> and unpacking that comes afterward. Yeah. I, I don't like that. The, the good part of traveling is, you know, having that me time, you know, when I can switch off. I love that because we are so digitally sometimes involved in everything, having yeah. emails 24-7. It's that being able to switch off on flights, being able to have some really good, you know, quality time with my son, but also be able to do things that I really like. And yeah, that's, that's what I like. That's amazing. And... When you travel, so you mentioned that you're more of a beach traveler. Do you tend to stay on the beach? Do you tend to do a few days on the beach and then go and visit some cultural sites or um, explore different areas? Yeah, I think I'm an overactive person. So I know some people, and even my husband, he can just lay around on a beach for the whole day and do nothing. And he likes to do that. I'm on the other hand get bored really easy yeah. and that's why I guess you could see I'm I have a job and a blog and I'm like you know multifaceted so yeah I, I can't I, I do like my beaches but I definitely add I want to make sure there's a place where I can do more than just beaches whether that's activities like diving or snorkeling so with Gilliman it was all about snorkeling so we did two days of really good snorkeling and uh, you know looking at the dive sites but it needs to be activity based for me and that's how I work make sure that my travel has a balance of both so that we are both happy in a way yeah I agree for me I really really need to be doing stuff seeing stuff meeting people moving around and then yeah maybe at the end of the 10 days or two weeks maybe have two days of doing nothing but even during those two days of nothing I'll still you know if it's on a beach then I'll want to hire a jet ski or do, do something yeah, because yeah. otherwise I just yeah the idea of it is nice mm. but when you actually get to it you're sort of like right I've eaten loads of food already I've swam in the pool 10 times what else am I going to do that <laughs> it's just and you need more exactly what would be your best piece of travel advice for our listeners? I think the best is a piece of advice would be to plan, you know, like if you are going for a trip, making sure you understand, you know, where you're going, research the place beforehand, because what I feel is when you, you research the place, you know where you want to go, you're not influenced by lo local people. I'm not saying 
that they would give you the wrong advice, but everybody has their own preferences. There's so much wealth of information nowadays on internet that you could actually learn a lot beforehand. Make sure that you're making the choices, which because it's only limited time you're there for, and if you if you're not maximizing that mm. time, then yeah. So yeah, planning, planning beforehand. As I said, I'm a planner. <laughs> you're a planner. I'm an event planner by trade. So yeah, <laughs> planners always. It's time for the bitch fire round. It's now time for the bitch fire question round. So I will ask you a question giving you two options. So for example, dog or cat? Dog. Perfect. And then we will continue. And the more we go on, the quicker it gets. So Netflix or Prime? Prime right now. (laughs) Oh, Oh, right now. Why? Because I was on Netflix, but I then couldn't find anything to watch anymore. So I have moved on to Prime right now. Bath or shower? Shower. It's quick. ASOS or Zara? Zara. Sweet or savory? Savory. Coffee or tea? Always coffee. I don't drink tea. (laughs) Winter or summer? Summer. City or countryside? Countryside. Vintage or new? New. Instagram or Twitter? I am an Instagrammer. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, what is your social media handle, please? My Instagram handle is at fashion for royals. And my website is www.fashionforroyals.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today on Bonjour Bitch. It was lovely to speak with you. Thank you for having me on Bonjour Bitch. It was such an amazing conversation. Thank you and speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches.